Well, howdy. Six hours of prison broom buys an eight-by-ten four-bedroom. I'm a man of means by no means. King of the road. Hey, John. How you doing? You have any uh, cigarettes? (laughs) I ain't got no cigarettes, (laughs) though. I got a pack and a half of cigarettes. After the show, gonna be a pack of smokes, yeah. I like the gravel. I I like the grit. God damn it, John. God damn it, man. Every time. So anyone who's listening, at any point, there's going to be the the link above us. We go live on YouTube so you can see these goddamn beautiful faces that have been let out of the the asylum for the evening. (laughs) None shall pass. John, do you know what blood type you are? I am uh, O negative. Is that good or bad? I'm the universal donor. Shut up. No, you're not. So it's good for that. Are you really? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. For reals? Yeah. Why? What are you? I, I, I truly don't know. I know I'm not the good one that like gives life to all that come onto him. I know I'm not that. <laughs> but, bro, do you see what I do in my life? Like, I fall ass backwards into great fucking things. I've had two two great friends who have become lawyers <laughs> just during drinking. Like, hey, I'm giving you a dollar. What's that? That's your retainer. I now have a lawyer. <laughs> They're like, all right, fair enough. I have a bar napkin with their signature. Yep. I have a goddamn lawyer. I can argue that with the police. Check out my napkin. <laughs> this guy's got upper management written all over him. But you now I have a universal. No, but I have two lawyers. No, but I have a universal donor with one phone call away. If I <laughs> promise him there's going to be free alcohol, he's not even going to need to be called ever again. John, I can't wait to be in an accident when you're around. Ugh, I feel so much better about coming to New York now. There we go. It's baby steps. Yeah, no. Now that I know that, like, just live through it. What's a few pints here and there? I got John who's fucking telling me just keep walking. <laughs> Uber's too much. Just keep walking. <laughs> Once we get there, I'm sure it'll be fine. You ready? Oh, uh, John, I was born ready, baby. I was born with the right blood type. So and... here's a new little something from our friend, Mr. V. You know what I always find funny, right? Americans? Oh, he's gone. That's awesome. People think Pete is this person who just doesn't tolerate anything, but he must be after- Oh, my fucking God, what a kind of fucking country. I'm in love with that. I don't know how that worked, but, John, you need to record that and put that into everything we ever do. That That was was amazing. That was my favorite thing ever. John. John, ready? Three. Ready? Three. Do it. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. People think Pete is this person who just doesn't tolerate anything, but he must be asked about Oh my fucking god, what a ton of a fucking country. <laughs> Welcome to the show, oh, everybody. Fuck, you slowed it down so we could understand what he said in chipmunk language. <sighs> John, your technical abilities are slowly, ever so slowly, ever so slowly. <laughs> Getting better. And I appreciate the hell out of that. I got to be honest. I got to be honest. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, can we do a shot? And like, I'm super excited. I've been chomping at the bit. I have props and everything. Let's do this. Let's do this. Cheers. Cheers to you. Everybody who's listening. Bing, bing, bing. Oh, you, you think we probably shouldn't, but we, there's no reason not to drink. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'm down. We can literally, I can bullshit with you for a few minutes because I got a lot of stuff to say. 
that falls nowhere into the things. And I kind of want to get it off my chest before we go to the green room because nope, actually, no, I don't have to go to the office tomorrow. So, but still I got to go to bed before like one o'clock drunk. <laughs> like it's just rough, bro. Rough. Yeah. If we just want to maybe. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's, you know what? Let's play the game. Well, howdy. I'm John L. Peacock out in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm my boy Pete in Southern California. And you're listening to Two Sided, where every episode I challenge Pete with a bit of the two sides of life. The fun and the serious. Yeah, the right and the wrong, John, the me and the you, the yes and the no, the listen and the no listen, the good at things and the no good at things. The ya ya yas and the no 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 nos. Well, I'd like to ask you one quick question since we've moved to a later time slot for our live recording of these episodes. Yes. Um, hey, how you feeling in three words? Ready to rock. Fantastic. That's going to definitely lead us into our first Diamond Round! I beat you to it, John! You had a pause. It was a good pause. But it turned into a pregnant pause. A very late-term pregnant pause. Lightning Round! How's everybody doing? Alright, alright. Good to see you back. Alright. How you doing? What up, Lightning Round guy? How you doing? This guy, this fucking guy. You this guy really hate like, it when I engage with lightning round guy, don't you? No, I no, I really do. I tune out because at this point, I've already been drinking. I'm like the alcoholic father who doesn't even pay attention to his lightning round guy. What'd you say, Dad? Don't call me fucking dad. <laughs> oh, doggy! I love you. Fuck this guy. Seriously, John. He does love you. You know he what? He really man? does love. I love taking. Little cocktails before we do little tiny bits of work because it's a, it's a reward. It's like the carrot over the stick, John. Yeah. So. I like carrots. You shut the fuck up. Okay. I'm ready. You know the therapy bills are going to be real big. Wow. I'm just hoping he's going on tour with uh, uh, Slayer. And uh, the mustard plug. So I'm hoping he ODs somewhere along the way. I don't know. We're just like, there's an opioid epidemic for lightning guys like him. What'd you say, Pops? Stop calling me Pops and get your goddamn tour bus shit together. What Love you, you lightning round guy. Bye, John! This guy. This guy. We got some messages. Let's do a shot. Listen to these Let's messages. do a shot. Cheers, everyone out there. Let's shot. Hey guys, I'm here for Pete's Ragings, and uh, some of uh, John L. Peacock's rationality. What's going on to the foxes? It's your boy Wormillion in the building. My man Wormillion. Good to see you, brother. <laughs> uh, 
we got to take the shots after the messages because I'm in the middle of like, <laughs> you're just like, thanks for coming up. Ugh. Like that wasn't you, man. That was the shot. I was like, Ugh. it's all about time. Dude, I totally sure. agree. Rewarding yourself should happen before you accomplish anything. Exactly. Exactly. Because how are you going <sighs> to, I am the person. Okay. This is, this is how I describe myself. John likes to get philosophical and, but I, I see myself as the, as, as the potential energy as, but not only am I the potential energy, I have the ability to make other potential energies turn into kinetic energy. John likes to call that um, a bad influence because like we shouldn't do this. Like, yeah, we fucking should, bro. Don't be a wuss. Come on, baby. Let's do it. Come on. The cops aren't even in their car. Let's go ahead and take it. Come on, John. <laughs> Shit like that. Well, anyone who's anyone knows that our first lightning round of the episode is always a standard Q&A. My boy, Pete, are you ready for the questions? Oh, unfortunately, I kind of am. Unfortunately, I'm kind of not because John, John tipped his hand a little bit this week about what he's going to and I don't know if he thinks it's fun or serious or serious or funny because he's a goddamn enigma wrapped in a conundrum. But I know. So if he's going to ask me questions like this, I'm like, ah, now I'm already thinking because he's going to use my answers against me in a court of law. I have to think carefully about how I answer these questions for the later answers when he asks them again. But yes, John. That was all my internal monologue. I hope it wasn't out. We can edit that out and post. Three, two, one. I'm ready. It, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> you goddamn bastard. Leading me down the first, primrose path. First question. Name one thing you loved about 2020. <laughs> you. Yes, you, but the Netflix show you really, really good. It was about someone who loved too hard and had to kill people who got into his people's love's way. Super good, but also John L. Peacock. So you. <laughs> well, I have to give both of those. Uh... <laughs> thank you, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. Next question. Uh, tell us something you loved about 2021. The second season of you, John, the reiteration of John L. Peacock and the second season. It was like, of course, you ran away to a different town. Of course, people hid. They had new lives and they did different things. But they're still going to kill for the ones they love, right? You part two, the reiteration well, of John L. Peacock. Well, with such a shout out, uh, how can we watch this, uh, this show? Uh, I believe it's on the Netflix still, but it's really dark. It's really like, oh no. It's it's one of those things where they show. It's like the good guy becomes the bad guy, the bad guy becomes the good guy, and like you start to like root for the wrong people, and then you're like, what am I doing? Because if you take a step back, like what the fuck, and so fucked up. But it's no, no, no. Just if you fucking stop struggling, I'll stop fucking choking you. <laughs> Not that, 
not that, yep. but that's how I feel when I talk to you in lightning rounds. So part two, the reiteration of John, I don't feel like choking as much. I just like say, does this smell like chloroform to you, John? And he's like, and we stop the argument. All right. No struggle, no violence. No We're fine. No struggle. Yeah, he just goes to sleep and I get some goddamn peace and quiet. So it's uh, somewhat Iago, uh, Richard III-esque. You start rooting for the villain and then Co you realize correct. how horrible the villain is. Correct. But then at the end, I'm still like, nah, man, I'm team villain. Like, there's a soft spot in my, soft spot in my heart for Slytherin. Shout out to Harry Potter. Like, come on, man, of course. You're big, dumb guys. You got nothing else better to do than follow a rich kid around and be badass. Do you realize the parties you're going to get invited to when school is out if you hang with him and beat kids up? Bro, I went to wizarding school. I know how this works. They don't tell the true stories of wizarding school. <laughs> anyway, good guy, bad guy, Iago. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. Also, uh, shout out to Alliteration Tongue Twisters. That was a great one. Um, soft spot in my heart for Slytherin. Thank you, sir. Give us your predictions about our prospects for the rest of 2022. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, for me, actively for me, because I've learned to, I've become better at compartmentalizing where the compartmentalization doesn't alienate all of humanity, just the majority of humanity. And I still connect with your crazy ass. And then I have friends online. I like, I don't have to talk to people or see people. Or like, if I do, I, it's like a fucking supervised visit. And John is there. Like, I feel okay with this. Like, it's court ordered. I'll show up. But like, uh... yeah, so I, I feel good about all of those things. But to here in California, things are getting bad again, as far as like our variants and all the bullshit. Things are getting bad for, for work wise in, I've had, I've had a lot of friends who've had some fucked up, like my friend at the hospital in Orange County, like where they like an crazy motherfucker came in and stabbed doctors. Like, you know, it's like, just, just getting crazy. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just, so my prediction, my prediction is that I'm going to eat a lot of chicken wings because they're delicious. I'm going to make more gnomes on my porch because I paint gnomes that is fun as shit, bro. It's so fun and do weird little things. And like you go put them around the neighborhood, like what up gnomes? They're visiting. It's like the elf on the shelf, but it's like the Tony Montana version. Who's all like, I got to show people all that awesomeness uh, through our Instagram. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. So I know I got to, that's my next thing is I got to start. Cause I have the pictures. I got to at least do the pictures. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's the thing. So I think everyone needs to find your own lane, something that makes you happy, but do not tune out. You, I think if we all find our little happy place, find our little, thing that makes us happy or whatever, but we stay tuned in like, ah, oh, don't, don't tune out that this is fucked up and I don't want to deal with it. Like, cool. Stay tuned in, but find it like to hang up the goddamn guns 
find a time to like put the scalpels away, put your feet up, smoke a bowl and like just enjoy yourself and like be happy with you for like, this is my morning. I get from 6 a.m. till 12, 28, 44. I am in a time machine and I 1.21 gigawatts. Like we just can't go get plutonium in this kind of day and age, Marty. What, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, 1.21 gigawatts. And I don't know, but I'm just saying, if we all find our niche and we all stay in tune, we'll we'll all be good. If we lose either one of those things, we'll all be kind of fucked. It's a hard road, but we got every you got people out there. Like I know I'm better because I got you people out there. I got anyone who's listening to us, anyone who's who's been supporting us and sending great messages on Instagram, who's been emailing us at twosidepod at gmail.com. Who's, who's just reached out and like, it's just like onesies, twosies, like you, when you feel like, yeah, you're, you're good, but you're right after our email. What'd you say? More. Can you hear me? Check, 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 check. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? What about now? Now? Yes. That's perfect. We usually fix these things in post, but we realize that we don't ever have a post because we, we don't believe in the cereal company. We're all uh, General Mills fans over here. Two-Sided Pods, sponsored by General Mills. You like your Golden Grams? Well, fuck with us. As, as my boy Pete is expounding on amazingness and uh, how we can all be happy and how happiness can reign in the rest of 2022, the stereo gods say, no, you were going to blank him out. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Um, John, the others have been talking. They're tired of living this way. Keep it to the underground. We'll spread the message of what happiness can be. Shh. Stereo's listening, motherfucker. Don't, don't make, don't cut, get too much attention. Don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. It's full on like the great escape where, where one of us gets caught in the barbed wire with our motorcycle. We dig tunnels. I don't, I don't, I haven't watched that movie in a hot minute. It was like, no, I was going to say like, oh, I get thrown in the hot box and I have a baseball mitt. Like, no, that's cool. I have loop. Nope. <laughs> uh, I, I feed Mr. T pancakes. Nope. That's Pee Wee Herman. I'm, I'm mixing all of them up. Anyway, find the thing that gives you joy. Find the thing that gives you something, but don't tune out of the real world. Real world exists. Motherfucker, you ain't going to get away with that. You come out of your happy place, that motherfucker comes out. You go on a boat fishing for four days, you come back. Nope, sorry, no zombie apocalypse. You have to go back to work. Bye. <laughs> I pray for an apocalypse of a zombie sort. Not an apocalypse, but a zombie one. Oh, bro. Like, I feel like, I feel like I've been trained for that. Not only, not only physically, because I've been putting on a lot of carbs, but also in all my, my media viewing, like I know how to like, let's, let's get to a water source, cut off all entrances, control the population. Before you uh, get too far off track, just going to reiterate. So you're saying fantasy 
world of happiness is not the best place. You can find happiness in reality and stay here in reality and find your own happiness. And that's where we'll all get better. Be Correct. Yeah. 100%. Correct. You find your moments of truth. It can be the ones that bring happiness. If, if it's, if it's the, the, the two minutes of a cigarette, if it's a two minutes of an orgasm you have with someone, if it's, if it's a, it's a moment of joy looking out over the sunrise over a beautiful lake, the, the, those little fucking moments, feeding the birds in a park where no one's around, no one's fucking with you. You're not hearing the, the horns of the city. You're not hearing anything. Just little moments. Yeah. Those are the ones you have to grab. Like, fuck, this is the best point of my day and hold it. And like, I can't wait to come back and do that. And here's another one. I can't wait to do that. Here's another. I can't wait to do that. Fuck it. I got, I got 22 more hours of my day, but I'm excited about tomorrow for my two hours. Yeah. Be happy, be excited, be present. Dude, uh, that was the longest answer you've ever given for one question of uh, lightning round, but I think it was the best. That's fantastic. Sorry, John! Get back in your closet! Yeah, we're sick of you now. You can go back. Thank you. Jeez, he really just keeps going, doesn't he? What are you... Get out of here! So, we're going to have one last question, and it's going to uh, help lead us into our next segment before we have... Uh, we have quite a few messages. We're going to have to plow through them. I won't let you uh, pun too much but the last nope, question before all. we get to those is um what's uh the closest physical uh connection and or exposure you've personally had with uh COVID-19 um John I I once danced with the devil in the pale moonlight <laughs> let's get to these messages and get Giddy going up. right Yep. That's right. <laughs> Are you happy? Oh, it's happy. good to be here on the two-sided pod. That's T-W-O-sidedpod at gmail.com. My man, Pete. Fuck. It's been a while. What, it's like been a hot minute, 48 girl. hours. And John <laughs> L. Peacock, you guys, we need more of you. I was just live. I left to come kick girl. it with you guys. And uh, the boot. foxes That's and my boy boot. Vermilion. That's my boot. Like, I know you're going to plow through. I know you're going to plow through. She said it's only been two days. I felt like a million years, Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa, my girl, my girl. Girl, I felt your presence out there. I knew you was alive. I knew you were. I knew you would come to me. It's like a beacon in the night. We're like two unicorns passing in a swamp. I don't know what that means, but it sounds poetic. You're not a bad influence. I mean, let's face it. They're on the precipice. They're teetering on the edge. And you come along like a gentle breeze, and you barely, barely, barely yep. influence. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and then they take a horrible spill. Uh, Not your fault, right? Hundred percent. I'm a weeping willow. I'm a weeping willow. They're mighty oaks. Do you what? Do what you will. Shout outs to Slytherin Malfoy and everybody who has pigment deficiencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, there you go. Rolling with the gnomies. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna get tattoos right here to say gnome life. What hey, now? fellas, how are you doing? Watching you, you on the YouTube right now, and I have questions. I got well, first, I have compliments. 
John, your beard is coming back beautifully. And Pete, I can't help but notice that either the lighting has changed or all your gray has disappeared. Either way, you both look fantastic. How you doing? How you doing? I'm so excited, John. I'm so excited. Like, give me two seconds for this one. Can I give two seconds for this one? Because I was drunk. No, I wasn't. I was game prepping for the show. And I was like, ah. all right. So I pulled all my hair back. I'm like, my beard is just ridiculous. If I can, like, tame it a little bit. So I just got drunkenly started doing this. I can't see anything on this side. And I was like, it was great. It's like, I don't know how it's going to look. I have to ask someone when they see it really up close. But it turns out when I did it, I got a real, like a lot of the gray was out here. Like, I feel like what that means is I'm young at heart, John. I'm also down to clown. <laughs> okay, good. Dude, your Thanks, gnomes, I love you. they're Banksy-esque, yeah. all right? Full on. Fuck street art. Lawn art. Go forth. Oh, my God. Bro, Go forth pizza. bro, 100%. Okay, green room topic. Tell, remember, make, make me talk about gnomes in green room. Like I have so much to say. Do it. Go. I could hear you the entire time, Mister Pete. You sounded amazing. I believe in everything you said. That's my girl. What good people out there? You know what I mean? Yep. A two-minute-long orgasm. Holy fucking shit! Apparently, you've never been to a Sting concert. Am I right, John? <laughs> All right. Pete's right. Grab life by the little moments. Twist them. Now will you talk, life? Now will you talk when I twist those little moments? You answer me, life. You fucking answer me. Some people do call those the short hairs. Yeah, you know what? If you have uh, alopecia... They're all short hairs, Sean. Easy. I see you, your fake happiness, and I raise you. Uh, because I think we have, especially in the United States, this thing that's called, what is itis? Um, we see all the doom. We see all the gloom. We see all the not enough money in the bank. And, and that negates law of attraction because when right. you ask for something, exactly. you're supposed to let it go and be happy without it. And as soon as we ask for something... We notice we don't have fucking have it yet. Where the fuck is it? And that keeps everything away from us. To, to be in alignment, to have everything we need, we absolutely need to go into make-believe land. Um, just like mm -hmm. you did when you were a kid. Um, exactly. What? Running out of time. No, you do. But at the same time, if you live in make-believe land all the time, you lose your soul. You lose you. You have to be able to give up a little bit of yourself. Think about like you're doing active service. You're doing you're fucking doing whatever you know six months. And it's like if you if you live that way, if you lose your mind, you're gone. You got to keep a little bit something of like oh, here's a time where I sang all the songs from Disney and quietly in my mind performed all the Little Mermaid songs because fucking Under the Sea is a goddamn hit. Right, it's uh, fantasy land can be purely fantastical or fantasy land can be the dreams that turn into reality. 
the dreams that are reality, the, the aspirations and the manifestations. I think that's what um, Desert Fox was talking about a little bit. Right. But no, that it's, it's reality. Right. It's the perspirations and the consternations and the galaxations. And the con but the thing is, I feel like, John, we just wrote the secret. So that's going to be for sale on our Instagram. We were listening to Mona Lisa and Angela and, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the first, the other name. Anyways, we were listening to them when y'all went live and I told them, I'm sorry, I have to skip out. I got to go listen to my friends. And, um, now we're all here together. The family's all together. Hey, where is this going on? I think I'll go for a walk outside now. The summer sun's calling my name. It's calling me. Gotta get away. Gotta get away. I just can't wait to get out of that summer rain. Everybody's laughing. A sunshiny day. Everybody's talking. A sunshiny day. A two-sided pod. Sunshiny day. Two-sided. If you're going to talk about gnomes, I hope that you watched the classic David the Gnome on Nickelodeon back in the uh -huh. day. I did. I did. I had I had little figurines that my grandma got me because I I was watching him and I had a little stuffed little David the Gnome. And I was like, he led me into the, the gnomes world. It's, it's the thing that they're like, hey, kid, you want to fly? Check out this free gnome. And then once you're you put a toe in the gnome universe, like Jesus Christ. Like people are going to be blown away at the shit in my neighborhood. John, I actually have a lot of pictures. I guess I got to get drunk and post things tonight. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. One of the biggest things that quotes that I have a problem with is the quote that says, you have to work hard to get what you want. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I think you, it, you thoughts are actions as well. And you got to do a lot of thinking and make sure everything is. I, See, he's like, we right, run he's around in circles, run through a our hamster level. wheel and stay exactly where we are. Why? Right. Because here's the deal. Like he's thinking on a hustle level. And that's the thing. Like, because I. I heard I was hearing people before I came on to this talking about the New York hustle versus California hustle. And it's like people out here who were like fucking LA, like up in, you know, San Bernardino, anywhere who's like, no, man, I, I hustled. Like I, I had no, you know, just, I pay my rent and you come to New York and like, Ooh, I was like, no, nah, man, it's just a, it's just, we're not used to fucking commuting. That's our thing. Like we don't like public transit. It's all bullshit. But that's the thing. Anyway, no, you're right. Keep going. Keep going. In every wish and dream and happy home, you will find a kingdom of the gnomes. We got another quick one with Bert. Dude, I still want a giant fox I can ride. Han Swift. Right, Valcor, come to me! Oh shit, it's just John in a white robe. <laughs> and our first segment of the episode. Are you ready? I am. Is your has your sound changed? Because it sounds like you're in a uh, like a cave. Like it sounds. I don't want to mention anything because it's like I'm also like, hey, there's something in your teeth, 
and you look like a ginger. I didn't want to mention all did those I, bad did things. Did I get it? Did I get it? Oh, you, yeah, you got it, but the ginger's still there. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It sounds better. Are you sounding okay? It sounds good for yeah. me. Can you yeah. hear me now? Can you hear me now? What? Huh? Oh, the man now. who had his ears cut off. Horrible bit, John. I know you asked me the question. We can get into that later. Keep going. Uh, we're going to talk about updates of uh, COVID-19. So we've talked about COVID-19 <sighs> a couple of times over the past year of this podcast. And for this episode, let's take another look, another check-in on the virus that brought us this show, to, uh, brought the show together. Uh, the big bag boogie monster of the past two years, the coronavirus. Oh, John, apparently you haven't lived the life I lived because if you call that the big bag boogie monster of your life... You just like to use alliteration. You don't know what the definition of fear is, John. I have a crackhead who lives under my house. We've driven away 17 times. We've smoked him out. We've put a little fire under there. Turns out I was the crackhead the whole time, John. The crackhead you know, I'm trying to was pitch in that. you the entire ding. time. Where are you guys going? Where are you? Ding. Sorry. Elevator <laughs> pitches. Our <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. All right. We... We've hit a few milestones since we last discussed the virus and ensuing pandemic on this show, uh, with America going over 1 million confirmed related deaths and over 85 million reported cases. Both coasts have been showing spikes in the past couple weeks, uh, with New York City going into, quote, high alert uh, status for the virus, and L.A., and surrounding counties considering bringing back the mask mandates because of the latest surge in cases there. Right, but fucking New York can't figure out the, the hammer violence on the New York subways, and we can't figure out the, 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 the homelessness population or the, the people who don't have anywhere to... I know it's not PC. I, I use the wrong word. God damn it, John. Anyway... Sorry, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you continue to go. Okay. 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 Uh, Bill Mayor Eric Adams of New York City has sworn to not bring back any vaccine or mask mandates that has uh, been softened only in the past couple of months, um, regardless of the high alert uh, status that was first given by the CDC and is still in effect with the New York City Health Department. Uh, other parts of the country have seen surges throughout 2022, though it seems many local officials have similar mentalities to Mayor Adams uh, to keep the economy and schooling and uh, society in general in full swing, regardless of the number of new daily cases. And several scientists find their reasonings for this reluctance uh, to clamp down again uh, actually quite sound. Oh, uh, no, I, I, I'm just waiting for the, for the end because I hear exactly what you're saying and you're setting me up to go off on these tirades and I'm going to wait for your points to come across because, yes, I know what Eric Adams, he just got elected. All the things you're like, oh, no. Oh, no, I never drowned my cousin in the tub. No, I didn't do that. People are people, man. Ginger, if it was mine, it's like, of course, I love gingers, all of them, especially this ginger, John L. Peacock. And I get elected, I'm like, first thing we need to do is destroy all gingers. They're the patient zero. They're the little outbreak monkeys. We can't let them fly. 
We can't let them rent. We can't let them work. Let's put them in a small little ginger community where they provide all the vitamin D that we milk out of them in their O negative blood type and we sell it on the black market. And that's how we fund our next political campaign. And that's what I think. And so no. call it the red market? No, because then they think it's all communist. And it's like, granted, on paper, communism is pretty fucking awesome. On paper. Especially, yeah. Oh, socialism, bro. So does S&M, key swap parties, all really good on paper. Swinger uh, culture, right, yeah. Oh, bro, you read a book, you see a video, awesome. You go to a party, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to, does anyone need to, nope, I'm good. Hey, hey, no shade. Uh, the average divorce rate in the swinger community is about 3% as opposed to over 50% in the rest of uh, America. Oh, so. bro, no, 100%. I'm not saying that because if you look at, because if you can if you can do that with your significant other, if you can, can like, hey, do you want to try this? You're okay. I'm okay. We are both right. okay. And you both get there and feel okay. And you both like, cool. You've now scratched an itch that a lot of people can't like figure out what their itch is. You can't like, because uh, if one person wants this like, and one person doesn't, okay, well now you have an understanding and a person is like, or there's not, and this person's like, I've just found, is this, is this like, is this like freebasing? Uh, this is freebasing. <laughs> Okie dokie, I guess I can't go home then for a couple months. Okie dokie, okie dokie, okie dokie, okie dokie. I, I was lost. I was on a walkabout. Uh, amnesia, amnesia. The largest spike in New York since the start of the pandemic was on January 9th of this year, with an average of 74,000 new cases that day and over 70,000 new cases reported in the days leading up to and after January 9th. Uh, the major difference between this surge uh, which was much higher than even the worst days when New York was the epicenter of the pandemic in America uh, back in March through June-ish of 2020, is the number of COVID-19 related deaths are only a fraction of what they were back then. So this is the Dude, huge it, difference. No, that's a huge difference. And it sucks because I have one of my friends lost his lost his mom like three months ago from COVID in Orange County. And it was like, dude, it's like, come on, man. When like everyone's thinking because, and I guess that's what I'm part of the problem too. Cause I'm like, come on, man, you're dying from this when the war's over, but like the war's not over. And that's the thing we're all thinking about. Like the war's over. It's not over. And it's just yeah. like, the stupid people letting their shit down, you know, like be, be fucking some. Okay. Go John. Sorry, go. Well, it's Sorry. Uh, I, something I heard recently of, uh, you know, uh, pandemic fatigue, but if you're done with the, the pandemic, the pandemic is not done with you. Just like if you're done with war, if you have war fatigue and you're like, I'm done, it's over. The war's not, you know, it's, it's two different timelines. I, and I believe what you're trying to quote is, the great uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone movie, Get Carter, where he's in the office, take care of business or business will take care of you. 
that's what they used in well that was a reboot but they had it with with uh, the guy from cider house rules michael kane michael kane and they also referenced it in Spaceballs. send for pizza or pizza's gonna send out for you <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, I'm ready to go. With over uh, 100 deaths in the first three weeks in New York City uh, of the, known, uh, the first known infection, uh, and with over 10,000 deaths in the city alone in the first year, the number of deaths have drastically decreased. With, um, this is uh, as of yesterday, with over an average of 6,000 new daily cases uh, through this week. There is only an average of roughly 20 related deaths per day uh, with the obvious senior and or uh, immunocompromised patients making up the bulk of these numbers. Right. You got to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Get on that list. It's like getting into a club in Vegas. Like, are there people dying? But I can't I can't get arrested in this town. Old L.A. joke. And the reason for this vast difference, uh, according to the scientists at the CDC, NYC Health Departments, and the WHO, is the number of vaccinated people who are becoming infected. Uh, though the numbers uh, vary wildly across the nation, the U.S. is now over 50% vaccinated, with the number in New York State being 90%, 91% of all ages uh, with at least one dose and the ages broken up uh, in numbers increasing to 95% for all people five and up. And the same percentage reflected in the numbers of those 65 and up. 75, 65, no, 100%. Yeah, let, let me get through these. Let me get through these. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah, they wash over you. So... For those of the age of four years and up, uh, over the age of four, 82% of all New York state residents are fully vaccinated, and 93% of the population over the age of 64 are fully vaccinated in the state. It's the highest uh, state um, in the union. All right. 70% of the time it works 100% of the time. This has led to less hospitalization, especially in the city. Uh, which has uh, been a major blessing uh, that none of the hospitals have been overwhelmed, even close to the point that they were back in those early months and really leading uh, through uh, to 2021 when the first uh, full vaccinations were being distributed throughout the city. We were at major crisis points. Uh, because of that, other people couldn't be treated, right? I'm sure you heard about it. I was in, in the midst of it. But that hasn't happened really since the beginning uh, months of 2021, the hospitals being overwhelmed. When you say you were in the midst of it, like you were helping, you were, that was when you were a candy striper, you were volunteering, right. or was that community service and parking I, cars? I was, or what was that? City. I was hearing the, Oh, you live, you live in a place. National news, right? Oh, oh, you watch TV differently than we did is what that's right. Okay. Gotcha. No, I just I want to clarify. I'm taking notes. Oh, you have an antenna, so you watched it, and we had to turn on fucking cable and pay bills. Fair enough. It's a digital antenna. That helps. You're you're a goddamn digital antenna, John, and you do help <laughs> quite enough. <laughs> Woo! 
Folks, if you like what you're hearing, if you can't believe that the research Sean has done in this horrible time and place we've lived in for the last two years, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. We're on live on YouTube right now. If you're listening to us on stereo, you can see our faces. You can see John's just complete disappointment in how I've derailed this to do a promo right now. But we're also live on Spotify, so you can roll back and hear it again in live time. I've seen on Spotify, on podcasts, you can listen to a 1.5 times, two times, or four times as much. So we can be really funny. And also, you can uh, send us a like if you like us. Five stars doesn't hurt us. One star hurts John. So I recommend both. Like, make a different account and do two. Don't worry about it. It'll only help us. Um, we're also on Instagram and Twitter and John's the best person I know. And I only bust his balls for all the people who don't understand because I love him. I love him like the brother drowned in the tub. Shit. Nope. That and three, two, one. We don't talk about that. That's still pending. Last time we talked about this. The Delta variant was the dominant strain, being the first strain to high, uh, uh, highly infect fully vaccinated individuals at alarming rates and kind of get a wallop on the U.S. The newest variant introduced uh, to popular uh, infectious rate when it first emerged in December last year is the Omicron variant. Omicron. Like, that's, uh, every time I heard that, like it didn't sound as scary because it was like, oh no, Omicron, the next one's Fitch, and it'll smell like fucking horrible, awful colognes. I walk by it in the shitty mall I live in next to my town. Oh yeah, Omicron, Omicron being Fitch, and everyone gets infected because everyone wore a fucking hat or a fucking sweatshirt for like three years, and they realize you're a bunch of fucking douchebags. Omicron being Fitch, nobody wants you, variant. Nobody wants you. For some reason, when I heard it, the way I had it in my head was Omicron. <laughs> that was, I think that was the the fraternity name for Uncle Phil in the the season of uh, um, Fresh Prince on Peacock. He was he was Omicron. Oh yeah, okay, Omicron. All right, and he he did stepping, and I was like, oh shit. Sorry. So I think I can dance. That's my next topic in the green room. Go ahead. I'll put it on the list. Sorry, go. So the newest subvariant of BA.2 of Omicron uh, accounts for most of the new cases across the U.S. and is known as the most infectious variant to date. Fortunately, as viruses um, uh, usually uh, trend towards being less lethal, as to keep their population from dying off by killing all their hosts too quickly before new infections can occur. Omicron is also much less lethal than Delta was and usually causing asymptomatic positive tests uh, or mild symptoms such as a slight fever, cough, or maybe even a scratchy throat and mild muscle aches. I believe this was the, the origin story in one of the X-Men I forget what it was like. I had a scratchy throat. I had a, a B-A-Z. Oh, that's what it was. It was the A-team, B-A Baracus. A pity yeah. fool. I think he got, he got the B-A too. And then Pee Wee Herman 
poured cereal on his ah, pretty food. Sorry. Sorry. I'm trying. I'm making notes now and I shouldn't because I want to make jokes about everything because all the words you're saying are funny to me because I can't take you. Ser- it, it is all serious and it makes me very sad. And so I'm like in my little world, I'm like, okay, find your happy place. Do the fucking happy dance. Do your happy dance. Make the jokes. Make the jokes. Fuck you, John. You're bringing BA2 to my world. I look better in a mask. I look adorable on radio. Since Let's you are going. going serious, I just want to point out that, of course, it can be much worse and can still cause uh, the spiral effect of uh, lung damage, inability to breathe, and even death. Uh, but these severe co- uh, uh, cases have been much less than the previous variants, even among the elderly, especially among those who are fully vaccinated. So, so let's let's sum up. Let's get to the fucking things you're trying to say. If you're fully vaccinated, you're less likely to die, even if you're old or fucked up. And or, even if you contract it through a, a breakthrough. Uh, whatever. Yes. Right. right. Because you're vaccinated. If you wear a mask, you're... Oh, wait, you haven't got there. You haven't gone there. Are you going there? What, uh, Are you going yes, there? We, we, no, not Are specifically. You? I, I, I talk about um, knowledge that we have, which include... <laughs> Where, do you want to tell the people at home uh, what they are looking at if they go to our YouTube page? That is <laughs> my my whole math. I, you thought I didn't do props, John. Look at that. Like It comes in and out, but I feel like that's exactly how my logic is, so it feels very normal, <laughs> right? Anyone who's on our YouTube page, they'll get it. They'll fucking find it. Run it back if you don't like it. Oh, I don't want her to lose her mask. You know what? Some Anyone who's actually watching mannequin with uh, with Pete's uh, standard mask back in the day. Uh, would you like to tell them what what they're looking at? Nope. At this point, I don't even care. All right. There you go. It's a giant foot. You know what? Here we go. Woo! Fuck off with little smiley face flowers. That's how we roll in this house. By That's putting the mannequin on his lap, he has uh, uh, unplugged his uh, headphones, so is now completely different. But let's keep moving, right? So our knowledge, we were talking about the, the variants uh, and what has happened since our last update. Uh, now we're talking about how much knowledge we have of the virus, which has greatly increased in the past two plus years. Uh, for example, did you know that you can give your pet COVID-19 if you are in close contact with the animal? A specific kind of variant, but not the same strain. It, God damn it, John. Do you... So though so, interspecies so. infections are very low and the possibility of the animal becoming extremely sick from the supposed infection is extremely rare, it is technically possible. Uh, so because of this, the CDC says that you should avoid the following with any animal if you are sick. <laughs> Making out. Sharing food, any kind of cuddling, anything past second base. Wow. <laughs> you, okay, 
yeah, you, you got a lot of them. Petting, snuggling, kissing, licking, sharing food, and sleeping in the same bed. Yeah. Have you you've seen this? Have you? No, have you no, it's just stupid. It's like, what do you mean? I bought all the fucking peanut butter. Who's gonna lick it now? This is ridiculous. Stupid, John. Fuck. Also, the, though the information is currently incomplete due to the nature of the illness, we are starting to get a more complete understanding of long COVID. Right, uh, right, no, right, no, 100%, because it is incomplete and we don't know things and it's we're learning as we go. Did you know back, um, I'm trying to think of the, I'm not good, let, let's say back when I Love Lucy first came on and you had lung problems right before then, Hey, you need to smoke a cigarette. Like palm oil, though, because they help. It's science. We're learning more. We're learning more. It's long term, right. long term palm oils. That's why we made the 120s. So you smoke them longer. So we're learning more. John, you silly son of a bitch. No, I'm with you. Like, bro, I don't know about long term COVID. My, I'm, I'm cutting you off there because you get sick with something that fucks you up, it's going to affect you forever in some way, shape or form. You, you break your arm. Like I'm better. Uh, hundred percent. No dislocated shoulder. I'm better. No, you're not. Oh, I got the AIDS. Like, why do they call it AIDS? It doesn't help anybody. I got better. It's still affecting you. I got the, everything if you live through it come on john remember when we were at the inquisition and takamata said hey what do you know you remember that and we lived through it we got better it still affected us mentally because here we are right sorry i digress continue what does your science say what we're learning well as opposed to some viruses uh, like uh, the common cold, uh, influenza, that when we get better, it seems we don't have reoccurring or post-occurring uh, symptoms. Sometimes some people have uh, symptoms that occur three to five months after their initial sickness, when they got better, quote unquote. Some uh, are calling it post-COVID, some are calling it long COVID, and according to the CDC, uh, the conditions can include a wide range of ongoing health problems uh, They can last weeks, months, or years. So let me ask you this. So we're saying weeks, months, or years. We're only two years in, so the first person who caught it and had a symptom, I had a headache today, and they're like, this now lasts years. Motherfucker, you had a headache and you were dumb a year ago. Let me let me proffer this, John. If you were in a situation where you were dumb enough to speak in tongues and get bit by a snake while you're praising whoever you may be praising in the whole forest and like, oh, the greater power. I don't know what sect you're with. If you get bit once and you get better, don't you think you're going to be in a situation where you're going to get bit again? Where someone like, no, no, it's reoccurring. I've literally, since I, I got sick, 
I ain't never done nothing bad again. That's why I got this cough now. Is, is it, come on, is it reoccurring? Is it just like you're, you can't stop going to spring break in Miami? I get it every year in fucking March, April, and I fucking have a sick tan every time. Maybe it's the sun. It seems to be symptoms that come back without sickness so that people are not testing positive again. Uh, they are not shown to be sick as far as like infected by the virus again or still, but symptoms are coming back or new symptoms are coming. Uh, see, no, I'm a victim blamer. Why would you, why would you dress like that and go get it in the first place if you didn't want these symptoms? That's a funny joke. I mean, for health reasons, not for anything else. Not for you can't sue someone for being only for this one. Specifically, John, come on, man, get the crossover. Hello, irony. Goodbye, knowledge. <laughs> We're halfway there, baby. And we now know that using a proper mask, uh, usually uh, uh, with um, N95 or NK95 masks, uh, most recommended, you are generally able to prevent infection even when in close proximity with someone who has COVID-19. Obviously a blessing of knowledge for the doctors, nurses, and other uh, hospital staff who have to be in rooms with COVID patients, many of whom cannot wear a mask because they're uh, intubated or otherwise incapacitated, etc. So... Uh... C-19, N-41, N-95, NK-95, those two, and, yep. and PK-421. PK-421 did not wear an N-95 or an NK-95. Shout out to all the Star Wars heads. <laughs> Stupid. God damn it, John. See, this is where you get me canceled where I'm like, you're insensitive. I'm like, I know. I'm just, I'm now hearing acronyms. But no, I'm, I'll, I'll go better. Ready? I'll do yeah, it. Let's do it. Yeah, no. I'm ready for a shot after this. I'll get better. Like, I have the carrot at the end of the runway. I'm going to focus now, and we're going to be yep. right on track. Ready? Let's do it. So, Laser. Uh, laser know. focused. In addition to the vaccines and boosters now available to everyone ages five and over, there are other medicines currently available and even more in the works. Uh, so there are antiviral treatments uh, that target specific parts of the virus to stop it from multiplying in the body uh, to help prevent severe illness and death and uh, monoclonal antibodies that help the immune system recognize and respond more effectively to the virus. These are in addition to the vaccine are huge, huge uh, uh, turning points in this pandemic. Oh, huge in this pandemic. Like, uh, like honestly, I'm, I'm not going to even belittle that because that's like the booster shot. That's like when you're in Mario Kart and you're like, ah, oh, what am I getting? And you get like the, the three, the three mushrooms, like, choo, choo, choo. but then you also like, right in front of it you get the three red shells and like oh shit and then the blue shell right after that like god damn i'm on payday that it, it's it's the same thing it's like ah right we're having these these developments that that help 
so much that are good, but I'm like, bro, all it took was to kill over a million people for us to do some cool shit and figure it out. Let's not stop here. Let's keep going. Like, hey, let's throw another thing on. Like, um, you, you, didn't you have, no, was it you? A restless leg syndrome? Not me. Who, who, who in college? Who, who did we know? Was it Henry? I think Henry Ammon? did. Where, Ammon. Was it? Ann? There was yeah, someone no, who Ammon. would always shake and like in the car, yeah. at the table, like, God damn it, what is happening? And you feel like, are we in an earthquake? I'm in Arizona. It was like, what is, uh, let's research robot legs. Like, let's keep going. And it's like a medical thing. Most insurances cover it. And then he's like, it's only for the rich and famous. Like, do you know how high I can jump with my robot legs? It's amazing you go this route because that leads us to our final point. <laughs> robot uh, legs! And on a great note, the billions of dollars invested in COVID vaccines and uh, research uh, so far are expected to yield medicinal, uh, medical and scientific dividends for decades, uh, helping doctors battle influenza, cancer, uh, cystic fibrosis, and far, uh, uh, far more diseases than that. And this is just a start, said uh, Dr. Judith James, Vice President of Clinical Affairs for Oklahoma Medical Research Foundation. We won't, quote, we won't see in dividends in their full glory for years. So they're building on the success of the mRNA vaccines for COVID. Uh, scientists hope to create mRNA-based vaccines against pathogens, including influenza, Zika, uh, rabies, HIV, respiratory, uh, cystical virus, RSV, and, or RSV, so respiratory. I, I didn't even think. I did RSVP for this conversation, John, so you don't have to yeah. clue me in. All right, uh, which hospitalizes say... three million uh, children under the age of five uh, year every year oh, worldwide. Okay, that's not good. So, right, but this is all helping all of those diseases, including that one that we didn't really know so much about. Which is cool, but like. I just, it makes you so pissed off about everything else because like, where have all our technology, technological breakthroughs come through? Our medical, our scientific, it's because of fear and because we were trying to do something. Okay, that's another, uh, okay. No, we're doing good, we're doing good, it's 920. Oh shit, it's 920? Go ahead. Every great, every great advance in civilization, there's a monster behind it. And I want to be the monster behind the greatness of the two-sided pod. John, is that what you're saying? Do you want the monster to come out, John? All I need is a little science. What I'm asking for, right? You got that uh, RNA. You got that uh, MDMA. You got that PCP, LSD, XDMA. Uh, basically, that I'm such a VIP. I think that you should uh, hand over the QT, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Okie dokie, artichokey. Acronyms. <laughs> I have a shot let's, ready when we're done with this. Let's hit these messages and move on. Let's do it, buddy. And uh, on a side note, um, I, 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 a special appreciation for everybody who 
uh, saw me through my crazy time. I got robbed yesterday at the gas station. What the um, fuck? I, I, I felt so weak, man, like I was going to pass out. I, I'm still in shock, I think. Um, called the police. They called the paramedics. The paramedics were great because we my blood pressure was through the roof and they got everything copacetic. And the police are like, do you know who did this? Can you identify them? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I can. It was pumped too. Yo, <laughs> the hustlers in California and LA specifically, it's Ooh. gas station attendant. I'm telling you. Okay. I was like, he hadn't pulled that trip. I was like, oh shit. Did he get, no, I would have known about that. I feel like I would have felt a disturbance in the forest, like a thousand voices crying out, and they were suddenly silenced. So isn't the COVID basically the influenza oh, uh, SARS no, virus? I, I, and if that's so, the then how is exactly the last couple years any different than the years before that, other than the fact the government was hurriedly trying to push the numbers to make it worse than it was? Because, I mean, if you're a pig farmer, what are you going to do? You're going to make all <laughs> your you pigs trust do. you so you can lead them to slaughter. What do you think the government's doing? We're the sheep. We're the pigs. We're, I mean, okay. yep. influence of SARS has been around for 20 years. And I might also want to mention the fact that the vaccine just makes it worse. Natural immunity, y'all. A lot of the science that we have on the numbers of that is is different, uh, and it, it begs to differ on that one because um, the flu uh, booster uh, um, uh, shots, you know, greatly reduce uh, the seasonal deaths yeah. that occur. Hundred percent, I'm with you. Like the thing is, and that is true, John. That is true. However, and this is the thing where I. So I'm truly like a middle grounder, right? I truly 100% believe that yes, if like, hey man, do you want cake or death? I'm like, fuck okay, it, man. I know nothing's gonna kill me, but if you say this, I know we can go back and what people tell you and lambs to slaughter and like, but again, I have another theory for that because it's just like, wait for the Xbox One and the PlayStation 5 release. Like get five releases in and watch your friends like, oh, your system crashed. Oh, nothing works. Oh, the gravity's fucked up. You're, you wait for the fifth iteration. Like, all right, I'm in. You, you cleaned it up and if, and if you didn't clean it up and now you just made it clean so I can't tell you're controlling me, like, <laughs> you know what, man? I feel pretty good about my life right now. And I see everything in a cartoon. Is that part of the chip you put in me? I think I'll go for a walk outside now. The summer sun's call my name. It's calling me. Right. The, call the time time has shown that it's not leading the you know, it is not killing people en masse. It is it is helping right. people en masse. And that's the numbers that I was talking about. The the death rates, uh though the infection rates are, you know, spiking sometimes higher than they were pre uh, I know, uh man. vaccines. But the uh the death rates uh that are related are so drastically less. You're so which... fucking morbid. Why are you always going to talk about death rates? Or like, hospital e rates. That's every single time, every single time John comes to visit me, he's like, hey man, can, can, it, can it be take your ginger to work day? Do we want to do a slumber party at your job? I was like, bro, that's weird. 
I just want to look in the drawers. <laughs> Nobody looks in my drawers. <laughs> I yell that every time he comes over. <laughs> it does. And that's going to lead us to our next lightning round. Time to take a shot so he doesn't wake up. Here we go, John. Cheers. Folks, if you can't believe we're still going on this and the, the serious part's done, and we're going to do a lightning round and it's going to be fun, apparently. Who so knows? Uh, follow us. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your, your parents. Tell your parole officer. I really don't give a shit at this point. Cheers. Thanks for coming in. Cheers to everyone listening. Thank you. I got to wash my mouth when I trail off. Anyway, lightning round. I'm ready. So for the second lightning round of the episode, we are going to go back to one of your favorites and mine, the editorial dick. That's where I read just a headline of a news uh, article and my boy Pete editorializes. So no facts, just opinion off the cuff without knowing any of the headlines beforehand. I know we go through this every time because I feel like I have like, uh, I always feel very uncomfortable with this and like, Oh, you did it. That's how you do it. And like, what was, give me, don't tell me the whole thing, but what was one example of a, a thing that I, that you, what was a question you asked me previously that I did good on that I got it? Oh man, I, I can't do that. That's, Okay, the, fuck you, John. Let's do it. What I, this what is I bullshit. Is, you know what? I said all those words specifically because that helped you out the time that you did really good. It wasn't one <sighs> headline that you did good. It was, oh, I only. it's only opinion. It's not facts. I don't need to uh, go off uh, on some tangent because I know something about the story. It's only just responding to the words. That's it. That's it. Two things in life. I'll never call you as my phone a friend. If I'm ever on a show and I will never call you as a character witness in a court of law. Let's do this goddamn game, John. Don't think too much. Don't think too much. <laughs> Okie dokie, artichokey. You had me at oakley doozily. <laughs> First headline. Joe Biden trashes ex-pres, worries about American democracy, talks gun violence response during, quote, Jimmy Kimmel Live business fucking a dude it hurts my soul it hurts my soul it hurts my soul i had a heart-to-heart -heart talk with someone who's directly aligned with me and my family who's an older person and i come to i come to jesus moment where it's like you can't use the term those people when we're going and having dinner in public anymore. And you can't say my partner was a black guy. I was like, Whoa, dad, 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 there's no, it's a good story. Dad, dad, pop, pop, papa, papa bear. See Perry. And I should have been gone. home. na, na, na. When you get to that point, your father, just a guy you called dad. It's fine. All right. It was someone from the community. It's a papa bear. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a support group. I didn't even know what that was. I just went for free drinks. And it's like, apparently I have a lot of great friends now. 
Papa Bears have donuts every Tuesday and cocktails every Thursday. I was like, whatever. I like leather. I'll hang out. It was the That's adopted drunkard program, uh, and you were the drunkard. So help me if we could get if we could get a five hundred one c three for that, I would set that up, John. I would set aside time and make that international cross country. Like we'd be at the UN doing presentations, and that is exactly where Joe Biden comes on Jimmy Kimmel and feels that this is my connection to the people. And I'm going to talk about these things that are specific that I'm not good at, that I have talking points, but I'm going to deal with a goddamn professional comic and people who are, and his interviews are like not a hundred percent great. He goes easy on a lot of people. He goes hard on a lot of people. Like you could, his interviews, uh, I can take issue with where, how he goes and how he treats certain people. His comedy, like, fuck it, man. He's good. Like it's stupid as fuck. Someone's bad. I love that he brings yeah. his entire family along and it's all like, oh yeah, Aunt Chippy, it's my cousin this, it's my grandma, it's my mom. Like, and this yeah, is John. Kimmel, not Biden, right? Oh. Shit. All right. Three, two, one. Here's the deal about Biden, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like my grandpa. He's like his grandpa. He's like my grandpa. Everyone's a grandpa. Like you should just stay in your goddamn lane. You, they want an interview. Nope. Nope. Opie dopey. You're going to talk how you shouldn't like best of intentions, John. It's like, Hey, John and Pete, do you want to go talk us policy live TV? When we close down at 1130, 12 o'clock and go live and we're national. It's like, Okie dokie, like, no, that's a horrible fucking idea. No, I need a handler and a shot collar and a biscuit and a nap and also maybe a life plan and a 501k and a 401c3 and, a, and an eight ball. So I can knock it in and win the game of pool. The game of pool. Speaking of eight ball, next, <laughs> uh, next headline. Caviar, quote, bumps, end quote, are apparently the latest luxury flex in New York City. Bullshit. It's not my New York. Like, who does fucking fish at this time of the year? Like, that's bullshit. Like, yeah, I'm rich and I put things in my nose. I promise you, I can find things that are more expensive and fishier. I mean, in product and pricing in my house. Than a little bit of little fucking beluga that came from maybe a corner store or a Whole Foods. Fuck off. Am I doing good? <laughs> Am I winning? <laughs> that one was a little bit more uh, tight, a little tighter than the first one. Which I'm trying my yeah. best. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. hot. I feel like I'm get once I start getting angry and vitriol, I start That's like, oh, wow. Feel. Oh, I channel my inner, I, I am my own uh, Patronus. Like, what are you? I'm a fucking charging bull on meth with an angry writers of hell at his back. Who's also on the, go ahead. Moderna says new booster for fall could be, quote, turning point, unquote, in COVID fight. Say one more time. Sure. Moderna says new booster for fall could be, quote, turning point, end quote, 
in COVID fights. Turning point. That's fall. their word. And right. It's right, right. The turning point uh, in the COVID fight. Their their new booster that is supposed to be released in the fall. Right, right. No, no, no. I'm just right. Moderna right. said the new booster that is released in the fall is the quote turning point. Am I catching all of? Right. There you go. Right. Uh, the, yeah, I, I, I had to clarify because I've just come from Comic-Con, John, virtually, because I'm not going to go there. I'm not a goddamn idiot. I haven't ha I've had all the boosters. I wear the masks. I got the dummy to prove it. I don't know if you saw, but the dummy's also wearing a, a Japanese Thundercats. You know what? Fuck it, man. This is the reason. This is usually what we keep for Patreon, but... But it's Japanese. Oh. But it's Japanese. Yeah. This is what Pete's showing our YouTube channel. That's and now it's all fucked up. Anyway. No, man. No. Because I thought I was about Medusa. Medusa, this is this is the turning point. You will fall. And I was like, that's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> but when you said it out loud again, I was like, that's not cool. Like, I don't trust a Medusa. I don't trust Moderna. Anyone who says this is the turning point, I'm like, no, no. I got to see with my own eyes. I have to buy the new Girl Scout cookies to agree they're the best. You are very transcendental in that aspect uh, and it's something i appreciate about you bro i may not be good looking but my mom says i have good features and a very questionable mind that thinks i think that means i'm smart but she says no questionable final headline yep son's covid19 outbreak in playoffs raises questions about nba protocols <laughs> <laughs> okay. Holy shit. I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> and I know this is going to be a hot point. Like we are going to get so much hate mail at two sided pod at gmail.com. That's T W O side pod at gmail.com because people don't know who I am. They don't know who I'm at. They don't know that I'm the editorial dick. They just know me as my boy, Pete, the cat on Instagram. They have John as the conduit. He's the one who summons me. He's the Whoopi Goldberg to my Patrick Swayze. You folks are the Demi Moores who are coming to watch me dance. I don't even know what that means. The, uh, uh, the, uh, say it again, John. What was the thing? Sons COVID-19 outbreak in playoffs raises questions about exactly. NBA protocols. Exactly. The protocol should be are we really needing to have NBA? Like, I get it, right? Basketball sucks. <laughs> if anyone heard our Michael <laughs> Jordan episode, they would know how much Pete really just hates basketball i just don't it's the only sport i'm not good at i because we always make fun of john pushing buttons and trying to talk i cannot dribble and like 
I've tried, I tried for years. Like I, I made junior varsity in high school and I couldn't make it. I was like, fuck this sport. I made all the other sports varsity. Fuck this bullshit. I don't even need that shit. Fuck that. I'll do everything. I'll fucking do science club. I'll do gymnastics, mixed bears. I don't give a shit. I'll do choir. Fuck off. I'll do plays. Fuck your couch. Basketball's all, all a bullshit. Volleyball, uh, badminton, acapella. Yeah. Acapella. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the most dangerous game where you went to an island and you hunted human beings. I was like, I'm in. I did everything. It was a very prestigious school. It was on the coast, Northern California. Really nice. All right. All right let's get this out right now. Um, okay. So, uh, basketball, no. Uh, football. Yes. It's baseball. Yes. Well, it it's it's boring. It, I'll I'll do it if there's cocktails and I have good seats, or if I'm playing, I will play the fuck out of it. Uh, soccer, also known as football, I will watch that all. That's that's really good. I watch that. Uh, I won't play women. it. I won't play it. I won't play it because it's too much running. <laughs> fuck that. I'll be the goalie and I'll get drunk. Women's soccer. Same thing. They're running faster than I could. Super oh, good. Dude, they and they, uh, the American women's team always does so much better than the men's. They've, they've won the World Cup a couple of times where we, you know, the men's ne never have. Anyway, uh, uh, rugby. Yes. Yes. That is what I want to play. But I was like, at this point, I would, first few games, I'm like, all right. So I dislocated my eye and I got a herniated molar. Australian football rules. Negative. Have not played it. Love it. Love it. Badminton. Played it. Love it. I can fuck your couch up with it, dude. I I played that in high school, and we, we didn't play, but it was like when you'd have any, any what do they call it, intramurals. Uh -huh. And they'd have the things like every week, and they'd come to things like, I was wrecking house. Tennis? Nope, too much running. Okay, racquetball. Yes, because it feels like you could murder someone in there and see the blood splatter like a fucking Kill Bill episode. 100%. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Curling. I've never done it, but I know I could be a goddamn Olympian champion, John. Heard, heard. I don't even care what you're saying. The, the thing is, if I can throw the little weight the stone after we've been sitting here, like shining the ice and we're all hammered. And like, I have one cocktail and like, Oh, it's like playing darts or playing shuffleboard at the bar. How many hours have I play, spent playing this at the bird up here? You play at yeah. the bird. Yeah. It's not good, but you get drunk and perfect. Like, Oh my God, put me on ice. Bowl bowling. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Love it. Watch it. Those are the finest athletes we've seen. Like physically, mentally, spiritually, these folks have conquered it all and they're still getting strikes in life. I'm with them. Uh, Woody Harrelson, Bill Murray. I mean, yeah, fantastic. I've seen Kingpin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kingpin, great. But I'm saying me, all the people from my last bowling team, the well Hungarians. We were great and tough to beat. The Rolling Stones, we, the Rolling Stoned, super great. <laughs> Just saying. My, 
my mom was part of a high school league and she did extremely well. She had her own ball. She was very proud of that. It's her big. I know she was on my team on the well Hungarians. I was like, Vicky, that's pretty upsetting that you came up with this name. She's like, Shh, that's what I have tattooed on my ball. I was like, I hope you mean what you're rolling. Let's move into our final segment of the evening. Let's have ourselves a little shot and finish this episode up. Yeah, the fun part. Let's do it. Yeah, quick. Quick like bunny. John, I feel like (laughs) it's dragging. Like we're not even being fun or funny and we're not even drinking. Like I feel like we're just like learning things. Like I have notes. Is there going to be a test? Yes. Perfect. We We are going to do a test. That's perfect. So, folks, if you like tests, if you didn't take the SATs, the CATs, the MATs, the G- GEDs, uh, ACTs, uh, and if you have some uh, PCP, you email us at that's a joke. Here's to you. Thanks for listening so far. Cheers. Smoke if you got them. John, seriously, we're drinking too much. Let's smoke it out after this. All right, cheers. Cheers. Let's get fun. Okay. Oh, no. And I think our our final segment of the episode <laughs> is, is a fun topic. We're going to yeah, talk super about fun. the boss, the, uh, the, the prince of New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen. <sighs> okay. I'm not a huge fan of Springsteen. I know his work. I sing it a lot. I reference it. I mean, he's no, he's no, he's no John Peacock. Are you going to say he's no Celine Dion? You don't say her name. You're not worthy. I don't want to bring that up. Through four decades, Bruce Springsteen has served as a cultural phenomenon, uh, a brittle and dark acoustic storyteller, a folk uh, revivalist, a new Dylan, a working class hero, rock and roll future, a force for political and social change, an eloquent songwriter, and unabashed party rocker. Well, I mean, where was he born? Jersey, baby. Jersey. Uh, Ash, uh, uh, what is it? Ashbury? No. New Ashbury? No. Live from New Ashbury, yeah, New Ashbury, New Jersey. New Ashbury, New Jersey, in the USA. You, he was born in New Jersey. Born in New Jersey. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I feel like I'm missing something, but I'm writing this down to think about the later songs that he makes. Born in New, born in New Jersey. In New Jersey. We'll figure it out later on. Go ahead. What's the rest of his story? Keep going. So before, uh, uh, he's also known as a legendary live performer. Uh, right. The quote is, majesty, the mystery, and the ministry of rock and roll. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Big- Who said that? Who said that? Uh, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones really? magazine. Yeah. Majesty, ministry, mystery. Majesty. The mystery and the ministry of rock. The madge, the miss, and the men. And the men of, yeah, he's the preacher of that. Okay. 
But before that, there was just New Jersey. Uh, Spring <laughs> still is. Grew up yes. And first assembled his E Street Band, uh, many of whom remain on stage in 2022 on its uh, on Jersey's beaches and its boardwalk clubs. Uh, his first two records were ambitious non-breakthroughs. Uh, his third was Born to Run in 1975, which made uh, the kind of once-in-a-decade impact that resonates to this day. Then Born in the USA. I think you might have been trying to reference that in some weird way. Uh, 1984 album. Hold on. Uh, so Hold on. Hold on. John, say that again. Born to Run in 1975 uh, made a a once-in-a-decade impact that resonates to this day. And the second, uh, the album after that was Born in the USA. Born in the USA? Bruce! Bruce, get a load of this! You'll never believe what the peacock is a-saying! You got it, buddy. You got it. Follow me for the changes. <laughs> Peacock in a two-sided pod. Okay, go. So, uh, despite, <laughs> uh, uh, yet for the critical and commercial success, Springsteen's albums illustrated a drive to challenge his audience, um, as evidenced by the bleak uh, four-track cassette record, Nebraska, in 82, uh, the introverted relationship uh, document, Tunnel of Love, and the parch acoustic Ghost of Tom Joad of 95. Uh, And also the Pete Seeger sessions, uh, We Shall Overcome in 2006. Okay, so everything you're saying, you lost me because I was not a big Springsteen fan. So everything you said, I feel like everyone in our audience, where I'm just lost listening to you talk about your fun times. And so we're like, "Uh uh-huh, okie-dokie, artichokey. Oh, the Seeger? Let's talk about Seeger, man. Not him. Okay. Yeah, him. Let's, Fuck. Let's get back to what everyone knows. Springsteen is probably best known for his album Born in the USA of 84, uh, which sold 15 million copies in the US, 30 million worldwide, and became one of the best-selling albums of all time, with seven singles hitting the top 10. The title track was a bitter commentary on the treatment of B. Vietnam veterans, some of whom were Springsteen's fans. Right. Well, but that time, and it came out in what year? 84. See, so that's just after, like, but you're talking about, because um, Senator Sun when you're doing, you, you talk about the war songs and that, that are number one hits. Like if they have a message, they have oh, resonation. Oh, Fortunate Son, Fortunate Son. But yeah, when totally. you have, you're talking, so I was, what, what do you know? Do you have anything? What inspired him to write about Vietnam veterans? Was he, he wasn't, because he was not involved in Nam. Did no. he have a friend? Did he have family? It's, was he, what is his thing? Like I said, you have many, that? many friends of his were, uh, so horribly treated when they came back from the war. So and he had friends, family, like yeah. family, family. All right. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Okay. So he, so he felt it through that. Okay. I gotcha. Um, I was like, did Courtney Cox serve time? Is that, 
Is that where she got her start, where he started her in the video? No, Dancing That's in the Dark. Dead. You know. Yeah, there we <laughs> so this, the lyrics in the verses were entirely unambiguous when listened to, but the anthemic music and the title of the song made it hard for many uh, from politicians to common person to get the lyrics, uh, you know, because the chorus could be read in many ways. Yeah, it's Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. Yeah. You can hear about it. It's like, oh, I like saying those words. They don't understand uh, the depth. Animal Farm, uh, people on all sides of the political spectrum find commonalities in their own ideologies <sighs> and, and right? say it's against the other. Yeah. Folks, if you like what you're hearing, if you can't believe we're doing allegory comedy, you better subscribe. You better hit that like and better rate us because now we're getting deep literature. We're almost done with the show. We're both, honestly, right as rain, which is, I feel like, because John's close to New Jersey and I'm close to John. So continue. So this song made a huge political impact uh, as he was advocating for the rights of the common working class man many of whom were these Vietnam vets. Many of them were his friends, right? So it was very uh, personal and he expanded it and it became a huge political impact in that way. Um, but in 1999, after a decade oh. apart, uh, Springsteen reconvened uh, with the E Street Band and in 2002, he released The Rising. Okay, I'm diverting a little bit from the script. This album is fantastic if you haven't heard this it's not haven't one of his most at all oh. okay so I'll i haven't that. heard anything about springsteen since when he broke down the berlin wall and courtney cox dance on his video like i have not heard and then when adam sandler did that and ha like i haven't heard like literally like yeah okay i gotcha so the rising uh is a, a an attempt to make sense of September 11th, 2001, came out in 2002. It was a critical and popular success. The title track, The Rising, gained airplay in several radio formats, and the record became Springsteen's best-selling album of new material in 15 years. They followed that in 2007 with, the mag with Magic. This one I don't know, um, but it it's an attempt to make sense of the attack's complicated aftermath. So you 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 said here's a good album that was really great and he wrote it for this purpose. Here's yeah. one that he said here's my narrative of why I wrote it. I haven't heard it and we're now talking about it and none of us know anything about it. Is that what you're saying? No, the, the, so the next. Uh, so you album heard it. That... No, but my script okay, is okay. Uh, removed from whether I heard it or not. So no, I, no, no. Is, are, okay, is so it, I injected are, a little are you personal. Are you going to be, um, so tell me, can you put like a, put a hat on and switch it different ways and like do a face every time I'm omnipresent. I'm John L. Peacock. I'm the narrator. I'm participant. Like I don't get to have to answer questions. I'm going to use your honor. Can I treat him as a hostile witness? I'm going to pull an Amber Heard and take a shit on your bed, John. You're going to figure things out real quick. Too soon. Too soon. Sorry. Too soon. 
Go ahead. So we don't know. Go ahead. The the quality of it. Uh, yeah, sure. If you want to say that, that's what. No, you're, no, I'm not saying quality. No, what the album is is uh, it was released in 2007. It's called Magic, and it's a an attempt to make sense of the uh, September 11, 2001 uh, uh, attacks and the complicated aftermath of it. So uh, the rising was an immediate response. That one I heard. It's beautiful. Magic is a response uh, uh, six years later. It is uh, talking about the aftermath. I haven't heard it, so I assume it's beautiful because the rising was gorgeous. It, it, it was, it's hard. It's a hard album to listen to, and it's wonderful to listen to, if you know what I mean. Really? No, no, oh. I don't. Like, is it? Is it like, uh, no, okay, I don't know, and I don't trust. No, you're good, but you've gotten soft in the last two years. If you ask me what, I love you because of your shortcomings. I love you be, in spite of your musical tastes. You showed me so much so early, John. You opened the doors to my eyes of musicality and marijuana weeds. And then I just, the student became the teacher and you were left behind. It's like, I like this and these are the things. Like, John, look, shh. We can fly. The first one's free, baby. Just call me. The first one's free. It's just like it's just like if you're listening to Born in the USA. He did it for his. He did it for his Vietnam friends. It was like, have you ever listened to Born in the USA? When you watch Deer Hunter, it's like watching Wizard of Oz with the Dark Side of the Moon. Man, I'm telling you what. Like Bruce Springsteen had something there. Didi Mao. So uh, if uh, it alleviates any of your fears, The Rising was introduced to me by our boy Ed back when it was released. Okay. And that's when I was showing okay. you awesome music and you were uh, okay. appreciative no, of my No, face. the only thing is if you use a reference of Ed, Ed said if you would have said that earlier, you could have saved us all this time, <laughs> all of these jokes, all of this hilarity that we have been subjected to. I digress. Continue. We're halfway through. So since 2007, the band has uh, remained a freight train, as active, prolific, and resonant as any point in its past. Uh, yet in all shapes, in arenas, and stadiums, in New Jersey, and across the world, uh, in quiet houses in January, uh, Springsteen's music has strived to explore the crossroads of escape and redemption and the hard realities and cold compromises of American life, as well as the paramount need to hold of hope at all costs. A bit of what you were talking about earlier, a little bit more bleak in its, in its wording, but <sighs> the hope and the understanding, the happy and the reality. Yeah, no. No, I, I was trying to sum it up. Like, we were early on. I wasn't drunk. I was trying to, like, not make you upset with me. Like, John, I got... Yeah, no, I feel very George Carlin. Like, the world is shit. We're all falling apart. Like, uh, you just try to stay in your lane. Like, you do the good deed uh, if you can. But, fuck <laughs> it, man. I ain't bothering them. They ain't bothering me. I know nothing. I know... I'm... Sh Shorts! Yes, mein Führer, Können Klink. Yeah, you're, no, no, it's, 
stay in your lane, but it's it's the very No, I already said it. I said yeah, it better. Said now it. I'm I'm upset because because now I was just saying that he, he I was, was saying I was gonna... the same thing. It's a no, connection. he did. It's yep. He did. I was it was the connection of the thing, but I was I was hoping you were gonna go into the band because did you know who's you're gonna go through his band? You're gonna like on drums oh, yeah. we have are you oh, yeah, doing yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll okay. I was gonna. I was pulling that yeah, up to yeah. make sure you didn't skip over. Okay, go. So a 1999 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, inductee. Who, he was inducted by Bono, and he actually returned the favor in 2005 when Bono and, and U2 were inducted. Anyway, Springsteen uh, has sold more than 65 million albums in the U.S. and 120 million worldwide. He's won 20 Grammys, uh, Academy Award and was the recipient of the Kennedy Center Honors and performed at the halftime uh, of Super Bowl. He also received the Presidential Medal of Freedom at the White House from President Barack Obama in 2016. Right. He was also the second shooter at the Presidential Kennedy assassination. He received the Presidential Fitness Award because he ran the mile in under five minutes. He did 17 pull-ups. And he's a very good boy who gets a sticker and a and a hustle pass. Remember those? Remember we had to do the presidential fitness awards, John? I didn't do yep, it because I, I didn't run. Fuck that. Fuck fuck basketball. Fuck soccer. Track and field. No, I do shot put and I'll throw swords at you. And they're like, that's called a javelin. I was like, I brought my own swords. Continue. So uh, he has stated himself he is nothing without his band. Uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street yep. Band will return uh, to the road in early February 2023 uh, with a string to, uh, uh, of to be announced American uh, arena dates, uh, followed by their European tour that they just announced. Already sold out, and as of yesterday, had to announce new dates because of the huge demand. Uh, in Europe for them. Everything sold out. They announced new uh, dates uh, in uh, of the 2023 tour um, in Barcelona, uh, Amsterdam, and several other places. Well, what, what, what do you mean? It's sold out? It's a prego, prego, prego. It's, it's how to see the boss. It's a primo, primo. It's a boss. You know what I mean? A, a bone in the... Come on. You know what I mean? Have you ever watched Deer Hunter? Yeah? It's very good. The boss, give me a ticket. So this is the first tour they've had in, in six years, which is the longest stretch uh, since their uh, major uh, uh, revival in the early 2000s. Right. Thank God for 2001. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Spring Scene and the E Street Band last reconnected to perform on Saturday Night Live in December of 2020, uh, when they launched live versions of two songs from their most recent studio album, Letter to You. Uh, and that was the first um, live recording that they had done together as a band in 10 years. Right. I, I had Hulu at that time, so I skipped over the music shit to get over to Weekend Update. <laughs> Spring scene on his own in 2018, created and performed a one-man Broadway show, mostly telling the story of his life, the lives around him as he oh grew up God. in New Jersey, and uh, their Americana tales, while mixing in parts or entire songs from his vast repertoire. 
uh, entitled simply <laughs> Springsteen on Broadway. He hey. would revive. Keep going. Finish it. He would revive uh, the show for several more sold-out months to help revitalize a closed-down Broadway in June through September of 2021. And this was this was a huge deal to us. That no, actually, it was the first show to reopen on Broadway, and it just helped lead us to where we are today, which we would not be as open, the industry would not be as active as it is today, if not for that show. Right. Hey, hey you know who I am, right? I'm from fucking Jersey. Fucking in the USA? Apparently you fucking heard of it, right? Oh, why am I leaning close to you without a mask? I'm the fucking boss. That's why. This fucking guy. Give me some gabagool over here. This fucking guy. Yeah, this is my off-camera voice. I'll be born in the USA. You'll be born with a fucking pair of goddamn concrete slippers and get off the bridge. Bobby, Johnny, get him. In 2020, the E Street Band released the documentary. Bruce Springsteen's Letter to You, uh, looking at the creation and recording of their newest album, Letter to You. And also, uh, it had before unseen archival footage strewn throughout the band's reunion and recording footage. That's, you know what? John, I'm with it. I'm so with that, like video footage, because the amount of footage that we have just talking with John in his insane asylum and me with my random background that is random most of the time, but everyone knows where I'm at. If you go back, you can see all the Easter eggs we placed, but it's, it's like our show. When we do our documentary, it's going to be called Mulligan lost the story of two sided. <laughs> and it's going to be this beautiful documentary of like, Federal lost once because I know I don't know who's going to do the voiceover. We got to figure out someone, not you, because you're awful. You you're part of this. You're actively the story. Like, uh, I'm just <laughs> like your your voiceovers will be part of the story, but you're not the voiceover. Um, I have so out. many hours. I have over a hundred hours of us. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It's I so know. much. I. My mom said, hey, um, for your birthday, what, what would you like? And the only thing I could think of is an external hard drive to clear up some space on my computer. Your mom asked me the same thing, and I said hostages. And she's like, oh, I'm going to give John a hard drive. Maybe that'll help you vent your feelings, and then you don't have to take them. Simple. Think simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Come on, kiss. I know, I know, I know. The easiest answer is the most simple, but... Mine is the fucking best. Right. There's those there. Uh, current members of the E Street Band are Springsteen on yep. and vocals. Uh, Stevie Van Zant. Stevie Van most, Zant. Most known outside of the band as Silvio. Hey, Silvio. Hey. <laughs> From The Sopranos. Hey, fuck. Hey, you want me to take care of that fucking guy, boss? Don't worry about it. Hey, big pussy, come with me. We're going to get him. Having never acted one moment in his life before that role. I'm saying it's awesome because he's so good in it. It's like him. It's like uh, when Steven Seagal hired all the real mobsters 
from New York to be in his uh, Mark for Death and, and lessons it like, yeah, the same thing. It's like, oh my God, you're a star. Hey, I didn't even fucking know I was a star. I got to go put this headband on and fucking get on the road with the boss. No big deal. Right. So on lead guitar and mandolin, uh, Patty Skyfula, which oh, is man. which is his 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 wife, but uh, his wife S C I A L F A. I realized Scalif- that's really Scal- me up. Kazoo hype. Scalifidia. Hachu. Patty Hachu, who married the boss Hachu. in 1991 after singing in the band for about a decade on vocals. Uh, Max Weinberg, also known as Conan O'Brien's insane comedic foil. Right. And he plays uh, the tambourine and the maracas. That's right. Oh, no, wait. Trump, he's the one on the keyboards. Oh, no. He's. Gary Talent on bass guitar. Uh, Roy Britton. The only member of the E Street Band to have co-written any of the boss's songs, Roy Britton, uh, on keys, and Nils Lofgren, lead guitar, having replaced Van Zant, and then now playing alongside him, uh, and he also plays accordion and mandolin. Right. I feel like he's Norwegian or Dutch. Can't trust those Dutch. Additional musicians who uh, continue to work with the band are Susie Tyrell on violin and vocals, uh, Charlie Giordano on organ keyboard. Hey, that's a spicy Giordano. You come here, every Giordano is a family. Hey. And Jake Clemens on sax. Uh, so I do want to have a little bit of a tribute to the members of the East Street Band who have died. There are two of them. I know you don't know about them, but I would like to uh, give a little shout out. Are you okay with that? Uh, yeah, no, there's no stopping you when you're on a goddamn mission, John. What am I going to say? So, yeah, no, 100%. Is it a moment of silence? Is it a moment of saxophone playing? Do you want to say their names and how they died? I'm Danny with Federici, the Fleming... Uh, New Jersey native, uh, born in 1950, inspired the Lawrence Wel- uh, by the Lawrence Welk show at an early age. Danny became uh, began playing piano and the accordion and was a progeny, winning Ted Mack's original Amateur Hour. Uh, he played in a lot of bands and uh, uh, from polka to rock and roll, and he came into the E Street Band as their um, organ keyboard an accordion player as their organ donor and keyboard player at bruce's induction to the rock and roll hall of fame in 99 he called danny quote the most instinctive and natural musician end quote that he had ever met uh during the magic tour in 2007 danny announced his battle with melanoma and left the tour for treatment uh gravely ill he rejoined the band on stage uh, during a performance in Indianapolis in March 20th of 20, uh, 2008, and this would be his final appearance. He died almost one month later in New York City's uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Uh, a major foundation, the Danny Federici Melanoma Fund, a nonprofit organization designed to raise awareness and research uh, for the funds of melanoma, was established by his his family and the E Street Band. So with that, on that note, uh, no jokes. This is another thing that we're going to be putting uh, things and links on our Twitter 
and our Instagram for these foundations, for the Melanoma, Melanoma Foundation, for Danny, yeah. uh, and for uh, just just the things we talk about and the links that you can, even if you don't need it, can't donate, just look at it, support it, do just something there, just just pass it on because these are the things that have uh, have taken away some amazing people in our lives, and. Um, even if you don't know them, you know the impact they had on the people you do know. They know the impact you've had on the society, that the jokes we can make, the Saturday Night Live, Adam Sandler things with Courtney Cox, that she got her, like all these little things that enabled him, that enabled this, that enabled this. It's the butterfly effect, you know, just like take a second. John's going to do it. I swear to God he is. I swear to God he's going to do this. And to end on a personal note of uh, Bruce's, the 2009 album, Working on a Dream, is dedicated to Danny. And the song, uh, The Last Carnival, was written by Bruce Springsteen specifically for his longtime friend. So I need to listen to that. I haven't, like, you start putting shit in, like, all right, man, like, to me, this it, it's almost the first time I experienced, like, um, because you watched movies as a kid, like junior high, like I wasn't really, everything you watched, I wasn't like invested. You watch a movie and it's like, oh, it made me kind of cry, but you didn't have a thing. But then you hear music and like, oh, here's a song. It's like, oh my God. And like you associate it with a thing in life and like, one headlight. And like, oh my God, if you fucking play Wallflowers again, I'm going to lose my shit. Right? Yeah. yeah. But then you grow up. And you realize there's this things tight, there's emotions tied to music and it makes you feel for people. And it makes you appreciate the, the fine. It's just, everything's interconnected, man. Everything's yeah. as much as you don't want it to be. No, no, I take that back as much as I don't want it to be. John L. Peacock wants everything to be interconnected so that all of his like, I'm doing a fun thing on melanoma. Do you realize you folks realize that this is the fun segment? I have that, one more one more member. Oh no, no, I can't wait. There's more death in our fun segment because it's everyone needs their voice to be heard and they need to hear. So well who else passed so, away in the making of the boss, John? Clarence Clemens, uh, at the age of nine, received a Christmas present of his first saxophone in lieu of a train set. And he became the quintessential sound of the sax for basically all of Bruce's albums. Uh, the sound of his sax reverberates through the, many of his uh, E Street classics, uh, Born to Run, Rosalita, Prove It All Night, Bobby Jean, Spirit of In the Night, uh, just to name a few. And between breaks from uh, Bruce and the band, Clarence would lend his sound to many well-known musicians, including Roy Orbison, Carl Perkins, uh, Paul Young, uh, 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 Todd uh, Rundgren, Ringo Starr, and most recently, Lady Gaga. He G provided Lady Gaga. 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 Le Thank you. Lady Lady Gaga. Thank you. Come on, John. He, like if you're gonna if you're gonna lecture me, at least fucking do it right with the wrong right pronounces. Provided the sax for Aretha Franklin's 1985 top ten hits, "Freeway of Love." 
and had a top 20 hit single that same year. You're a friend of mine, a duet Wait. with Jackson Brown. Well, no, okay. Fuck, Freeway of Love. Like, you said that, I was like, rolling, rolling, rolling on a river. I was like, nope, that's not it. Nope. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Continue your thought. That's where my head went. Uh, Clarence died on January 18th of uh, 2011. Uh, following complications from a massive stroke suffered just six days before. In his eulogy, uh, Bruce uh, asked, quote, how big was the man? Too big to die, end quote. His nephew, Jay Clemens, who we mentioned, would go on to play with the E Street Band with sax in 2012 and beyond. No, don't like it. Like, it's good, but I need to hear... See, I, okay. Okay. Uh, that's the grand... Like, that's the family. Like, I got to take care of family. My fucking brother got to get his kid in here. Johnny, you know the business? Here's the deal. We're fucking moving a lot of saxophone weight around this place. We're traveling state lines with saxophones. You like tenors? You like bass? You like altos? Oh, we got a lot of alto saxes, Johnny. Here's the deal. Your daddy was a good guy, kept his mouth shut, his lips tight, never missed a note. We need you to pick up his slack. We're doing two more shows a week. That means 20 more kilos of sacks. You know what I'm talking about? Johnny, your daddy got it. Your daddy needs to do the business. We're from Jersey, baby. We're from Jersey. Here you go. It's amazing you mentioned that because I didn't put it into the uh, the the section, but... Um when Max Weinberg was doing the late show and could not make a couple of tours, Bruce had his son fill in for him on drums. So hey. the nephew of, yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal. You're going to pay my son scale wage. Hey, yeah, he's just out on parole. He's a good kid. He's a fucking good kid. You're going to let him in? You're going to not search him, okay? He's going to come in wearing a backpack and nobody knows his business. He's going to come in and play the drums. That's what good kids do. He's going to leave the backpack by the desk and nobody knows different. He'll be back after sound check. The backpack will be by the drums. Everybody's happy, copacetic. Am I right? Do we have problems? The boss, out. They don't call him the Weinberg Seven for nothing. We offer you a drum kit. You cannot refuse. You like congos. You like bongos. You like hi-hats. You like low-hats. You like double bass drums. Don't be afraid of the pedals, kid. You ride the pedals, and the pedals are going to ride you on this double bass drum kit. Fucking Jersey. Go ahead. So that's a little bit about the boss. That's a lot about the boss. And the things weren't fun are none of them are true. I made all of those up. You'll not remember anything John said. <laughs> Sources for this episode of Two Sided have been uh, the first segment, New York Times, CBS News, NYC.gov. 
khn.org and the CDC. Second segment, BruceStringsing.net, IMDb, and Wikipedia. Uh, sources for my boy Pete were uh, alcohol from the bottle. I only was able to get uh, two full pints to make a full bottle. And I was like, is this highway robbery? And said, yeah, born in the USA. I was like, it's ain't Jersey. It was like wrong bodega, wrong time. Also, I was born to you, uh, brought to you, born to you by uh, thrift stores. Thrift stores. You can, you can pick up small mannequins for $5 if they look at his face. Look at its face. Shh. I know that's weird as fuck. Also, Those listening at home, it's so good you're not looking in his face. No, honestly, that's where. Those of you at home who've seen uh, Indiana Jones um, or Raiders of the Lost Ark, should I say, <laughs> this is the part where John yells, close your eyes, Marion. So move on. And that's what I have been brought to you. My boy, Pete, uh, from this episode, is there anything you want to take a second look at, a, a second glance, a second opinion, oh, a second chance? Yeah. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete's retraction. Yep. Yep. Yep, I got a lot of notes here. Like, and like some of them didn't hit, but I was okay. First off, apparently, apparently, we have to do figure out if we're starting earlier. If I have to start drinking later, because like I did pregame too much. Like I'm writing BA two. That's BA Baracus. Like I remember that joke, and I'm like, no, that's a good joke. I'll stand by it. I'll live and die by that. Da, 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 da. Nobody gets hurt, but we're badass. I pity the fool. Uh, virus Spider-Man, nope. Medusa, turn that face paint fail, nope, nope. Dingo Doors, that was the other time, nope. Nope, that's another thing. Oh, oh, because I turned it over because I was like, I was being, nope, none of it. Deer Hunter, nope. John, I stand by all of my work. Listen like Wizard, listen to, listen to Deer Hunter, with Born in the USA, like Wizard of Oz with Dark Side of the Moon, you have to start the second gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I finished thanks it. For listening, everybody. <laughs> let's do a let's do a shot and get out of here. I just, get, John, can you take a small pause for the applause? Like this is the part where I take bows because I finished it. I didn't know what the what the button was and when i said that like the second gunshot because that's god damn it let's drink about that you guys want to smoke weed about my success come on it takes a village to raise a a spring sing album let's Joke. get these uh final messages and nail it baby and then we'll get that green room open insane in the membrane uh pete i adore your ramblings you're just ridiculous ridiculous well, or well, well cheers to your ramblings well informative i think is what you meant to say <laughs> cheers baby <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no.
We have so, our open chat show live on Serio every Tuesday, same time as tonight. So if you'd like to join us or you want to throw some topics out there, email twosidedpod at gmail.com. That's twosidedpod at gmail.com. And remember right. to join us for our green room right now on the Serio app. Uh, let's start at 30 after the hour uh, for after show wind down. Which is going to be super great. And the, the thing, folks, like, because we, honestly, it's a hope and a prayer once we hit about an hour and a half into this show. So right now we're just clinging at the fucking, the, the, the vestiges of hope of what we used to be and our hopes, dreams, ambitions. But I'm saying, um, if you can't believe we're still on the air and still be able to do technology, hit that like button above you. We're live on YouTube right now. We're only going to see the tail end, but you can go back. You can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. You can look at the beginning, the end, all of the the specifics you missed out. It's this, John, should we tell them? Let's tell them. I feel like this is where you realize what the Patreon is. The Patreon was inside you the whole time. All you have to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel, and now you've been Patreon. So you see how the sausages are made. You see the man behind the curtain. You see you see John's cell. You see my dirty kitchen. You see the mannequins and the cats and dogs that live around us. It's a beautiful, beautiful world. Just made me bust out laughing place. like 70 billion times from your, <laughs> I don't know. I would think it and you would say it. Make me laugh even harder. I love you guys. Good show. Hey, and thank you so much. Thank you so much. But MFA, you should go back and listen to. I'm, I'm sure you will. You should because we're giving you shout outs. And I watched I watched you and Foggy, the fucking Lyndon and Cletus, the follow up. And that was my. Like, he swears more than I do. This is great. She loves him. She has to love me. I don't play fucking games with fucking shit. Where the fuck am I? Fucking shit. Linda. <laughs> fuck. Like. <sighs> That's okay. a wrap for tonight. I'm John L. Peacock out in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm my boy Pete. And I, I wasn't even supposed to work today. And this was our show. And you can listen to our shows wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also join us live on our YouTube channel, Two Sided Podcasts, and also on the Stereo app every Thursday, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, as we talk about the two sides of life, the fun and the serious, here on Two Sided. I love you, Pete. I'm a fan of yours, John. If you ever go vegan, I'll stop talking to you. All right? God damn straight. And that's what a fucking point. Right, mate. That's fucking crazy. Fucking that was the first song I ever stripped to. Right there. And you pulled it back. Oh, that's not a strip. This is a strip. That's it. Back off.